the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's kind of a Monday. Oh my! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we are coming back from a holiday weekend, so it's Monday. Not just any weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend, which typically kicks off the summer. This didn't look like any other Memorial Day weekend, except it kind of did in some places like the Ozarks, where they were partying it up like it was 1999. Here in San Diego, it didn't look like a regular Memorial Day weekend. However it looked for you, I hope you had a fantastic, wonderful time. Ready to come back and join me in the fight to restore our freedoms, not just here in San Diego County, but across this nation, and then help reelect President Trump and usher in the restoration of the economic greatness that was in in play and what was happening in this country before the pandemic was used as an exploitation to transform us into the left's Marxist utopia. Much to cover tonight. We've got my friend Eagle Ed Martin, who's going to be here after the first break, to talk about a couple of really key items today. The mail, uh, mail-in mail ballot a push on uh, the part of the left. Of course, the left wants to make you think that it's about, like everything else, that it's about public safety. Um, of course it's not. We're also going to talk about, there's breaking news in the Flynn case. Something really, we thought it was bizarre before. Wait till y'all hear what's going on with that today. Karen Cataline is back. She's been on vacation. She, she can talk the hind legs off of any topic. So we're going to continue the discussion of, uh, the breaking news out of the CDC today in terms of the actual real numbers. Because when we're looking at the reopening of San Diego County, California, and the United States of America and looking at needing to get the economic uh, engine going again we really uh, when you see the actual numbers coming out of the cdc which are, are even the correction today and what they came out with today and the real mortality rate is still inflated when you look at that you have to begin to say enough is enough and we must have a full reopening of san diego county and the entire united states of america we absolutely must and it must begin today and then we've even got an islamic terror story to tell you guys about later on in the show. But first and foremost, today is not just the first day after a holiday. It is also the first day of a new era here on the Andrea K Show. Not completely new, because my man who's joining me tonight on a full-time basis has been with me from the jump part-time. But we've kind of flipped the switch here in San Diego, and now we have, sitting in every night of the week as producer of the AK Show and keeping the wheels going on the engine here, it's none other than DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. And small portions of large potatoes. Right now, 
Think of this. We owe Japan thousands and thousands of potatoes. And it's got to stop. We need a leader that can bring back our potatoes. DJ Potato Skin. DJ Potato Skins. Got to keep it in the vegetable family. That's all I know. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if you got out and about today. It's even trending across the country today, San Diego County, because finally the long-awaited reopening, or is it the reopening of San Diego County as well as the state of California, has happened, and it does not look like any kind of reopening, at least in any way, to me. I actually went out. We're going to talk a little bit more extensively later in the show about the churches because the what's happening across the board, and I want to get your perspective, DJ Potato Skins, is what I have felt and what I'm seeing is the extent, the, the minutia, the extent down to the... Um, I guess minutia is the only other word. The, the particles of the guidelines and the restrictions make it almost impossible for most businesses to actually reopen. It is such a mind game to have. It started out, it was supposed to be about flattening the curve for 14 days. Then it went into stopping the spread. Then it went into, oh my gosh, we've got to manage behavior because all of this is about people control. Then it was, well, we can't reopen until we have a vaccine. Then there was pressure put on with rallies. And now it's, well, we have to keep everybody safe and we have to follow all these guidelines and you know i went to a restaurant this weekend dj potato skins and i will not go back these six the, the guidelines in restaurants have you heard of these and have you been to a restaurant this weekend um, I, I was actually up in the newport area mostly just driving i drove up the coast along the coast highway just to get some scenery and some much needed uh reset in the mental arena uh but when i made my turnaround i had to stop and use the restroom so i walked into a diner and that was my, my only experience. And what I noticed was at least maybe it's per county, but it, it, it seemed like it was pretty full and, and pretty packed up there. Well, down here, uh, they, they there's long lines up to two hour wait to get in restaurants because what they've got is the tables have to be eight feet apart so that the chairs can be six feet apart. You um, the, you have to wear a mask while you're waiting. You have to wear a mask while you're walking to your table. You can take your mask off when you're sitting down. So let me understand this. I am a walking um, sprayer of death when I'm walking within the restaurant. So I have to wear a mask, but I'm not spewing a constant spray of death as I'm sitting at a table. Then you sit down at a table and this restaurant, as most are at about 25% capacity and the tables are empty because they don't have any, you know, because even though the CDC has come out and said that it's not uh, spread through contaminated surfaces, they still don't have any uh, accoutrement on the table. There's no ketchup. There's no salt and pepper shakers. There's no setups in terms of knife and fork. There's nothing there. There's absolutely no ambiance. I'm sitting at World Famous looking at the beach thinking, oh, it's for my initial reaction was, oh, it's so great to be out. And then I realized I'm looking at an empty beach because the police, every Barney Fife in San Diego, uh, as a part of the state police, uh, that Hitler-esque police state is going up and down the beach, potato skins, moving people along. Nobody, no matter how infirm, is allowed to sit down for two seconds. The boardwalk is empty. There's no atmosphere at all in World Famous. There was absolutely zero service, by the way. I had to wait 10 minutes for a straw because everybody is so obsessed with these ridiculous, moronic, people-control measures that have no substantiation in science whatsoever. 
Everybody's obsessed with that, that it was absolutely a miserable experience for me. And then, of course, the prices go up because since they've got one fourth of the tables in there and they don't have anybody at the bar and they don't have any any TV or any music going because they're trying to cut costs on electricity because they've been shut down for three months. The menu is down to four items. It's like done. Let me tell you, you restaurant association in San Diego, guaranteed in this state and in this county, many of you business owners voted Democrat. And you know what? I am as angry at you today as I am at Gavin Newsom. Because what has the Restaurant Association done, as well as any of the other associations, to push back against these? These are guidelines. These are rules. These are not laws. And they are not enforceable. And you know what, restaurant owners? I At this point, I'm against you now. Because I am not going to go and spend top dollar to sit in a restaurant while you make me miserable so you can virtue signal or you can support these Democrats in power who are destroying your business and destroying the state. Might as well get taken out. Well, I won't even do takeout because you know what? I, I I don't want to take a steak home from Ruth's Chris. I paid $40 for to have it now have to be reheated and not at the right temperature. Now it's it, now it's improperly cooked. I'm just not going to do it. When I go to eat at a restaurant, it's because I want to sit in that restaurant and I want the atmosphere. That's what I'm going for. So then then today, the big announcement, everybody was, oh, we can now we get to go get our haircut. Well, you know what? You know what? Uh, you're, uh, the regulations involving these barbershops and hair salons are even worse than the restaurants. You're going to have to show up with your hair clean. They're not going to wash it for you anymore. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. It's got to be clean. You're not going to be allowed to get a blow dry afterwards, right? You have to sit in your car and wait to be brought in. Um, then, So you're going to get for the same amount of money, you're going you're gonna to get less services because they're not even going to be able to style it for you. So they're going to cut it, but they can't style it. As a hair, uh, you, you, you're That's a dude. part of the whole experience. Well, it's not even part of the experience, but how does a hairstylist style your hair without styling your hair? I mean, they can cut it, but in order to know how they're doing, they kind of have to, you know, comb and style at the same time. It, I get, it, I know. get, I get a dry cut. My hair cannot be cut wet. My hair cannot be cut wet. So let me tell you what's going to happen, which I know to be true. You can go to Planned Parenthood all day long to get to get abortions, and apparently you can't catch coronavirus there, but you can sitting in and getting your hair washed at a salon. So let me tell you something. It's back-to-back alley barbershops, because I've heard from many hairstylists that are saying, you know what, we can't operate a business like that. I might as well just do it at my home, take cash for it, and keep the money, and that way the gov- governor doesn't get it. This is not reopening, and any conservative that is celebrating this today as you've just allowed yourself to be, get excited over going from a burqa to a nequab. That's the extent of it. Later on, we're going to talk about the churches. Uh, up next, we've got our buddy Ed Martin, who's going to be here to talk. What's Gavin Newsom's thing? Mail-in, mail-in ballots. we got to talk about that because that was national news today. And Ed Martin's also going to weigh in on the breaking news surrounding Micah Flynn and the judge there. Something really bizarre happening there. Stay tuned. We're Andrea Kasia coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. We're kicking off a new area here with uh, the new team of Andrea K and DJ Taterskins. 
Yeah, we are. What well, we want to give a shout out to our buddy DJ Carrot Sticks, who we still love so much, who will be here occasionally on the show. He'll be can't get rid of him that easy. I know, right? So if you're listening, DJ Carrot Sticks, uh, we love you. Uh, another great friend of ours uh, joins me now. In fact, right after the show. During the commercial break, you go get yourself a little cocktail, get yourself a little snack, and then you come back and you listen to my friend, Eagle Ed Martin, on the Pro-America Report, right here every day at 7 p.m., and he joins me now to talk about all the hot topics of the day. Welcome back to the show, Ed Martin. Well, it's great to be with you. I'm just in from the Jersey Shore. And, Are you? Uh, you know, I've got, no, I'm kidding, but I've got, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not socially distanced from anybody. I did, uh, I did get a mask just like Joe Biden's uh, oh, so that you can't tell, you can't tell if it's really me, but you know, otherwise we're doing fine. All right. So glad well, to be with you. Speaking of masks, have you, have you, yeah. are, are you taking measures to make sure you don't get something called maskney? <laughs> you know, no, I, I guess I didn't even hear that. That's, I did have somebody tell me that if you take your mask and you exercise too much, you'll hyperventilate. And I thought, well, that's good because I'm against exercising as well as, uh, you know, wearing masks too much. So it's uh, no, I didn't hear that one. I, you know, I do have, though, I should send you a picture. I have one of our great eagle leaders uh-huh. made a, a mask that has an eagle oh, okay. right on the center of it. So I think you have to get into the fashion. So I have, well, you know, I, I don't think all black worked. I like my eagle one. I've got mm-hmm. an American flag. I thought the president had kind of a cool one. So, you know, it could become a real accessory uh, deal so it's exciting uh-huh. it's exciting for me to think about accessorizing well you know well well just fashion. be sure if you're if you're really into the mask make sure you're taking proper precautions so you don't you don't grow a grotesque uh case of yeah. masking maskne all over your face according to dermatologists that have been sending emails out mm-hmm. you know i think i think it's just really more about masks becoming an industry but no i mean the truth of the matter is you wear them too long you don't do you know they you can have all kinds of problems including skin conditions yeah. um beyond beyond just the condition of Beyond the beyond the condition of just looking like a jack wagon, like Joe Biden, looking like he was trying to be Zora, right? Well, but listen, people should also change their underpants at least once or twice a month. Otherwise, you'll get a, you know you'll get a similar problem. I've heard that, and I know that one of the great things about the quarantine is you can spread that out to a month, you know. But I know that's what Steve Brodsky, you know, has been saying. It's just one one a month. It's really makes things efficient. Oh so, okay, how anyway. am I how am I supposed to transition from that into like a serious topic here like mail batter ballot fraud okay ed martin every night on your show you do something called the wink what you need to know i got two topics for you tonight i want you to tell everybody what they need to know about the mail ballot situation and why the left wants it as well as i'm hearing that michael flynn's judge has hired he's lawyered up and i want you to tell everybody what they need to know about these two items start with mail mail ballots well, listen, you know, it's it's even better than trusting me. You know, back in 2010, Phyllis Schlafly, for whom I work, wrote a piece on this. And she said, you know, mail-in ballots is just a disaster. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for fraud. It's also an invitation for watering down our elections. And she, in that essay, used a, used a, uh, uh, you know, a description. She said, it'd be like having a trial. And, and halfway through the presentation of the evidence, the jury just gets to vote on guilt or innocence. You know, we have a process. We have an election day for a reason. And here's the way you know. The president of the United States earlier tonight, today, you know, a couple hours ago, he had for the first time put on his Twitter feed a message saying, fact check this, meaning Twitter is saying, 
don't trust this tweet. It wasn't about Joe Scarborough and the girl, his intern that died in his office. It wasn't about, you know, uh, the size of the crowd at an event. It was about the mail-in ballots. Mm -hmm. In other words, the left has been talking about doing anything they can. Now, listen, I ran the election board in St. Louis. And what people need to know is there's two reasons to do this. One is to steal elections, steal votes. They do do that. I mean, that's a real thing. The second is to just take away all the credibility of our election system so that people start saying it doesn't mean anything, it's not valid. And, you know, we, we have flaws in this country. We really do. But we have generally had the rule of law and the, and the, and the, uh, and the and elections that work. And, by the way, we'll segue into this next, what you need to know, but, and also the, the transfer of power peacefully. Mm-hmm. And so we got to be really aware of mail-in ballots. It's what the left has wanted to do, and they're using Rahm Emanuel's, you know, mantra of never let a crisis go to waste. So that's yeah. that's what they're trying to do with that um, right. with that situation. In, now, in fact, well, first of all, before you move on, before you move on, uh, it, it's funny because yeah, they fact checked him. Uh, you know, um, oh, this is this is I can't remember how they called it. I'm not on Twitter as much. By the way, follow yeah. uh, Ed Martin. At, he's at Eagle Ed Martin on, on Twitter. Um, but immediately, all the real fact checkers, the conservatives, are like, oh, hold up, Twitter, you trying to say that this is this is uh, non factual, that this isn't fact based. Right. That mail mail ballots are fraught with fraud. Going back right. to 2016, there's an article that's still on Fox News website where a man got 80, uh, an 89 year old got 83 ballots delivered to his mailbox. 83. We have had we've had districts be swung in in San Diego County congressional sure. districts with 20 votes. Right. Yeah, no, look, I mean, one of the great, again, one of the great things to look back on, I mean, I won't dwell on it too much, but when we had a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and President Trump, they should have then passed a national requirement for photo ID for elections. That probably could have been the most important protection. But look, jurisdiction by jurisdiction, Governor Newsom is trying to do it in California to steal the elections. In other places, they're trying to protect the elections. I mean, you know, again, I I I have in a few minutes a guest on my show who talks about the Electoral College. One of the only protections from corruption in California is the Electoral College. You can right. screw up all those votes, but you won't mess the rest. Now, let me get to Flynn, though. General yeah. Flynn, who's a friend of mine, and I talk to him quite frequently. And in this case, the judge, the judge in this case has been told by the prosecutor and by the defendant, we don't want this case. Let it go. And he's refusing because he's a, a vain lunatic and wants to be the center of attention. So now on an appeal, Judge, uh, excuse me, General Flynn's uh, counsel, Sidney Powell, the great Sidney Powell, went up on appeal and said to the Court of Appeals, tell this judge to cut it out. Now that judge who's hanging on, you know, it's his last minutes of his 15 minutes of fame. He's lawyered up with one of the high-end, big-time lawyers in D.C. to defend himself in the Court of Appeals. Look, the good news and what people need to know is one week from today, and, you know, Barbara Redgate is, is, is a General Flynn's sister, lives right there in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, General Flynn's youngest brother used to live up in Orange County. He now lives out in, in he and his wife in, uh, in Florida. But, you know, one week from today, my prediction is, The Court of Appeals will have ruled probably on Monday, but it could be Tuesday, and said, look, the judge is out of control. And as you point out, most lawyers look at it and say, you got a judge hiring a high-end lawyer to go up to the Court of Appeals to hang on to a case. It's it's almost beyond comical at this point. The only consolation for uh, solid Americans is to hear President Trump, who said about Flynn and Stone, this is going to be taken care of. So I think eventually it's going to play out. But here's my prediction, too, and this is really important for people here. Judge, General Flynn, when he's cleared, 
is going to come out and he's going to not, he is not going to be silent. He's going to track down the people that did this to him. He's going to go out and instill confidence in the American people. And he's going to campaign for candidates who he knows will continue to drain the swamp. He's going to become one of the most important figures. He already is in a way, but in this next uh, six months, watch for it. Well, uh, Rick Grinnell has declassified the phone call, transcripts of the phone call between Flynn and Kislyak. And I'm wondering, and that now the the question is whether or not Ratcliffe has just been um, confirmed as the head of the DNI, whether or not he's going to release those. From a strategy standpoint, a lot of people don't know Ed is a shifty attorney as well well as political commentator and head of uh, Schlafly's Eagle Forum. Um, what's the play here? Should they release them in advance of this appeals hearing? Or yeah. I-, I think they should. Yes. I think. Look, I think Grinnell has, has done an amazing job. The guy has been heroic in his courage. He's been fearless in his approach. And I think you're right. He declassified this today. Ratliff just has to put his, his own initials on it, read it, and then put it out. I think they will. I think, you know, the other shoe that will drop is the Durham investigation. But, yes, I look, I don't think Grinnell goes to all that trouble uh, and sort of does the heavy lift. And then uh, Ratliff holds it back. So I would say by tomorrow, maybe maybe Thursday at the latest, that'll be out and we'll see that. And then, uh, again, I think there'll be more in the Durham report. I do think, um, you know, I think you you and I have railed about A.G. Barr sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, frustration. But I think he's had to play an inside institutional game and it's not perfect but I do think he's getting results. And look, the ultimate thing for the swamp, the thing they fear the most is Trump winning in the fall, because if Trump wins in the fall, he can get to the bottom of this. If they can roll in Biden, Biden won't know where he is and they'll get get away with all that they did. Well, I can't wait to see what happens. And I cannot wait for once and for all for General Flynn to get his life back for him. to be. He's already been vindicated. So I think at this point, it's just a matter of you know, um, dotting the I's and, you know, putting a stamp on it. Um, but yeah. I, I look forward to him writing a book and making a ton of, ton of money off of it. And Nadler, but Nadler has the plans to have a congressional hearings on it. So the, Dem- the Democrats mm-hmm. are going to continue to do everything that they can to try to destroy his reputation and try to drag this out uh, through the fall. But I don't know how they think they're going to get any mileage out of it because these phone calls are going to prove that there was no, there was never any there there. And that's why they were supposed to close it, the case until struck Beg them to keep it open, and then we know what happened uh, from there. So it's going to be interesting. All right, who you got on your show tonight, Ed Martin? You know, we've got uh, we've got two guests on. Uh, Tim Chapman is going to talk about the problem of China and what's going on, and how we can get Congress to move a little more on China. And then the other uh, guy is a guy named Trent England, who's written one of those encounter broadside books, the short books on the Electoral College. You know, it's kind of the corollary I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. to the mail-in ballots. The, the left loves to screw with the systems that make America solid and hold us together, the rule of law, you know, the, the, the uh, courts in general, but specifically the Electoral College. So he'll be on to talk about that. And then, of course, you'll, you'll need to hear, tune in for what you need to know. And uh, we'll also talk about Joe Biden and see if we can remember what he said last or if he can remember what he said last time. So, well, I don't know. Always fun. I wonder if he remembers that he made a bold declaration today. I'm Joe Biden and I'm going to beat Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Exactly. All right, Ed Martin, thank you so much for being here. Now listen, tune in 7 p.m. tonight for his Pro-America Report. Follow him on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin. Thank you, honey, for being here. All right, now stay tuned because another good friend of mine, Karen Cataline, host of Spouting Off, will be here. So so don't go away. More Andrea K. Show coming up. 888-344-1170. 
Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm being trolled to death over on Twitter because I dared to be calling out Gavin Newsom and these ridiculous, the phony. Yeah, on top of the hoax that's been perpetrated on us with this coronavirus as though it was supposed to be the most contagious and deadly and this and that and it all based on inflated models. When the truth was revealed, they don't want to back down on it. It was supposed to be if it went from uh, flatten the curve to we're just going to completely continue to flatten the economy for as long as we can for power. Then under pressure, we've got these Democrat governors like here in Newsom, Gavin Newsom. Oh, we're going to reopen. And then you read the fine print and you realize it ain't no such thing as reopen. So I'm busting uh, the locals here, supervisors, as well as Gavin Newsom. And then I got the trolls coming at me. It's wishing my roots bad. They're wishing me to have ugly hair. Newsom's just playing mind games. I'm sick of it. He is playing mind games. But let me tell you to the trolls, don't you be worried about my roots, child, because I know how to get it done and take care of business. You know who else knows a woman who knows how to take care of business? It's my friend Karen Cataline, host of Spouting Off. And she joins me now to talk about all of the COVID nonsense happening. Hey, girl, welcome back to the show. Oh, it's great to talk to you, Andrea, and I'm so glad you tell it like it is, because you do. Well, thank you. And you know what? When all they got to go against me is to wish me bad hair, to wish me to have ugly roots, <laughs> I feel like you know I've, I've kind of won the argument. You know what their biggest criticism of me is? What? Are you sitting down? My name is Karen. That's it. How <laughs> are <laughs> oh yeah, because everything's about the Karens now, right? Um, yeah, bigotry. I mean, it, it's I crazy. Think that's name bigotry, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, you know, you might have to. Uh, everybody named Karen, who's like legit, is going to have to go and change their name now. A couple viral videos yeah. going around. I want you to weigh in on. You know, I get mm-hmm. that. That you know. I'm all about freedom. I say, hey, if you feel more comfortable wearing a mask and you want to risk getting some mask knee, which is like acne from the mask, and go ahead and do it. If you want to carry, if you want to put a noodle on your head, a swimming noodle on your head to keep people six feet away, you go ahead and do it. You want to stay at home and not go to a church, that's fine. But it's become Antifa. Is, has been replaced by the mask mob. There was a video going around, I posted on Facebook, where a woman was literally treated, there, the mask mob was at the, no difference between them and Antifa, the way they ran this mm-hmm. woman out of a store today. People have gone mentally, got, they've gone off the rails, Karen. I saw it, I saw it, and, and I'm sure that, that I wasn't alone, that the minute we started having these laws, in Denver, for example, and thank God I don't live there anymore, even though I was born there. In Denver, the mayor who has corruption as long as your arm and stuff he's been caught in made a mask law. Okay, and there are those all around the country. And I knew it. I knew that people would be uh, ostracized, mm-hmm. that if you dissent from the government, then you have now put a yellow star on your chest, yep. allowing people to, and I took such heat. People c- called me anti-Semitic when I told them I yeah. was Jewish. 
it shut them up for a while, but it didn't shut them up for long because when the government forces you, forces you to identify yourself in a certain way mm-hmm. to give them permission to ostracize you, we've got got all kinds of stuff coming right out of the Soviet Union, snitches and government force and control. Yeah. And and if anybody doesn't think that this compact of leftist governors and mayors, leftist everyone, has come up with all these things totally independent of one another? Are you kidding me? We got Jared Polis in Colorado, who's just another Gavin Newsom, Mm -hmm. who's trying to claim that he's, oh, a little more reasonable. He is no more reasonable. Same thing. All the same, all the same stuff. They're all marching in lockstep. and, And they want people just not to pay attention that they're imposing the same stuff on every leftist controlled state. Absolutely. And here's the deal that people need to remember, whether it's San Diego, California, the state of California, Denver, and anywhere, governors do not have the power to write law. They're trying to pretend that they have the power to do that under the public health order. But what they are not allowed to do in order for them to have any leeway in order to do that, in order to quarantine or impose any restrictions on anybody for public health, it must be proven that it is such an egregious public health risk that it's justified and it's not. You were the one who posted today on Facebook uh, that the CDC's best estimate, and this is based upon their inflated numbers, everything for the, everything everything coming out of the CDC is inflated. The um, uh, the death rate is thirteen times lower than the initial claim here. There is absolutely no scientific fact. Now, the CDC has come out and admitted that it's not spread by contaminated surfaces. They don't have any anecdotal evidence or any evidence whatsoever that masks and social distancing has anything at all to do with stopping the spread or keeping anybody healthy or well. They do not have the public health. They don't have the public health scientific evidence to put these draconian measures on us. And and citizens need to wake up and wise up. Even San Diegans, if you look at these new orders that have come out and the long list of restrictions on hair salons and churches and everything else, it even says in there guidelines. Lines. They're not going to enforce it. So don't give in to this. Well, exactly right. I couldn't agree more. But look at how easily they've been able to perpetrate these lies. And frankly, these unconstitutional restrictions on our God-given freedoms, because they know that it takes years, really, to adjudicate in court. There's a, a growing list of lawsuits against the governor of Colorado. Mm-hmm. There was another one filed today for petitioning on an abortion issue. Uh, he's retaliatory if people don't behave and, and do what daddy or mommy Polis wants them to. Then he pulls their license and he makes an example of them right. all over the state. There right. are counties in Colorado that are not uh, beholden to the governor on that front. And yet all he had to do was say publicly that he he pulled their license. And now business owners are terrified to open. um, Yes, obviously, they they absolutely fear mongered their way into socialism 101. And they did it on the basis of making everybody believe, and even Trump as well, that if they didn't do these lockdowns, millions of Americans would die. The overinflated death rate. And and you know what? I questioned the numbers from the beginning. It didn't make sense to me. If you looked at what was going on around the world, then the death rates didn't, it just didn't bear out. Here's the new CDC death rate. 0.2 
0.26%. That is less than the seasonal flu. Would any American have initially bought in to allowing their business to be destroyed, be absolutely destroyed under a 0.26 death rate with the average year in in San Diego? I don't know what it is in Colorado. In San Diego today, they came out and said, again, the average age of death is 80. We right now have, we right now have more than twice as many people in the ICU from non-COVID, non-COVID illness as COVID. Of the deaths that we've had, only nine we've had 250 something deaths in san diego uh only nine uh were actually covid the rest were average age 80 with multiple comorbidities but they they you're so right they did such a good job of fear-mongering and putting panic into the minds of people and then when you see that video today of how that woman was treated in a grocery store it's gone from panic to phobia Uh to, to a mental disorder what's really so scary is that when you look at I hate to make another Holocaust reference, but I'm going to. It does not mean that I'm saying there's going to be genocide. What I'm saying is we see the early stages of tyranny right before us. And yet many people, including the Jewish people, of which I am one, refuse, utterly refuse to recognize it. If anybody should pay attention, it should be us. So when you see your rights starting to be robbed of you, for lies, for deceit, uh, and the, the kicker for me early on, because I wanted to, you know, I, I wasn't willing to just reject it out of hand until I got a little more information. I think that was true of most people. But early on, it was clear to me that if you questioned anything they were telling you to do, no matter how ridiculous and radical, you were immediately killing people if you don't do what we say. When that, the and that, you they're still that, doing that. They're still doing immediately that. Immediately, just say that's right. poppycock. Right. <laughs> poppycock. Yeah, and you know, um, I think what needs to happen, and I think is beginning to happen, when you look at um, when you look at like all the the Lake of Ozarks partying that went on this weekend. One of the reasons why the left is so upset by that, Karen, is because uh, oh. and they're at, now they've they've issued a travel advisory. By the way, some dope out of out of Missouri comes out. I want to warn y'all: don't come to Missouri because you might encounter one of these twenty two year olds that was scantily clad that was doing a beer you know funnel uh, too close to somebody. So you might be have an increase risk of coronavirus no what they're really scared of is that in two weeks or in three weeks nobody who was there of the thousands of people in that mob is going to come down with coronavirus and die and the more that that happens the more that they it busts through their nonsense like masks and six foot distancing at some point they never take responsibility for it andrew that's the amazing thing they're wrong they're wrong they're wrong they're wrong Mm -hmm. and they just ignore it as if it doesn't happen the other thing is these governors you know we went from the stay-at-home rural to now safer, safer, safe at home, and then safer at home. No, yeah. not ever even recognizing that the entire state, the entire country heard undisputed that sunshine and vitamin D kill the virus. But they don't care because that doesn't fit their narrative. So they're going to just keep saying you're safer at home. When the truth is, everything they've done 
is the opposite of what she should do. Well, they're ne- they never admit to anything. They're still trying to act like Obama is the reason why the economy turned around last year and two years ago. And yeah. under they're still trying to they're still trying to act like Obamacare was a good thing. They're still trying to act like Hillary Clinton uh, didn't you know uh, violate the Espionage Act and you know use the State yeah. Department to line her and Bubba's pockets and that they didn't kill four people in Benghazi. Okay, they're never going to admit yeah. it. Karen, you got, I got to get you back more frequently because I just love having you on. Y'all need to follow her at Karen. Cataline, that's K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E, and it's KarenCataline.com as well. You can read her articles and hear her show, and I just thank you for being here. And I love talking to you, Andrea. You you take care and keep on a kicking some butt. I will, girl. All right, now we're going to keep okay. on kicking some Heine after this break, so y'all don't go away. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I am sitting here with, uh, we've been talking a lot about reopening. So today the big announcement was, oh, they're graciously going to allow people to go get their hair did, as we say in the South, except the uh, requirements for that are so overbearing that I personally know from different people that there's a lot of hairstylists that are still going to be operating from their, uh, you know, back alley barber shops. Um, you know, I saw Dagan, what's her name from, from Fox the other day saying there's all kinds of businesses in New York that, uh, have just never stopped operating. So, um, you know, how stupid on the part of the Democrats that, you know, um, you've, you got marijuana legal and now you've got people operating illegally to get their hair done. And the the argument for legalizing marijuana was so you could control it and get the tax revenue, all your draconian regulations on businesses now have them working under the table and taking cash which is going to keep you from getting any tax revenue so they keep and part of the play i think with the democrat governors is thinking that the federal government's going to bail them out i hope not i really wasn't happy to hear that republicans are in discussion to i get this dj potato skins that we had all these we shut down businesses intentionally Murdered businesses everywhere, then did all these where we're going to pay people to stay home now because some people are overpaid potato skins. Now that the buzz is, should we give them a bonus to go back to work? Wow, that's unbelievable. A bu- <laughs> we, 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 we put 39 million Americans out of work unnecessarily by the CDC's own numbers, lower death rate than the, than the seasonal flu, but that's the CDC's numbers. So we put 39 millions out of work, many of which got a $600 bump above the full unemployment because unemployment doesn't usually compensate you with your full salary rate, then gave people another $600 a month. And now the quandary is, we, you know, how are we going to get them back to work? Oh, I know. Let's give them a bonus. No. That's insane. What you need to do is stop nonsense like this. Uh, churches um, are yeah, that church thing boils my blood. That should be one of the most essential of services. If people want to go, great. And if, if you don't want to go, then don't go. Right. But let me just give you just a few of the restrictions on churches. One of the reasons why I think that they've held off churches so late and now they've got when I read you some of these restrictions, potato skins, it's clear that no church is going to unless you're going to be willing to understand that this is not law and that you don't have you do not have to comply with this. 
no church, any church that tries to comply with this is going to not even bother to reopen. And then what, one of the reasons why the left wants to do that is not just because they want to minimize Christianity and faith in this country, but because they want to break the back financially of churches. Because if people aren't going and fellowshipping and they're not going and hanging out and bonding with other Christians and feeling a part of that community, they're not going to be tithing. And it's through tithes in which churches are able to, through all these different service and volunteering efforts, help the community. So so it, by shutting down churches and hurting them financially and making it possible for them to reopen, they remove a competitor. They remove a competitor. And then, it, and then it's got the government really primarily providing all the charitable services out there. So here's just a few of the restrictions on churches in order to reopen. They need to shorten services to limit the length of time that congregants are there. So I don't know if you're supposed to go from an hour-long service to like, I don't know, 10 minutes. Uh, It could include limiting speeches, um, asking congregants to put on garments at home before they arrive, like your choir robe. I I don't even know what that means. Close places of worship for visitation outside of scheduled services. So if you've got a women's ministry, if you've got Kiwana or whatever it is, that's you're not supposed to have that. Discontinue large gatherings that encourage congregants visitors to travel and break physical distances during activities such as concerts, large holiday and life event celebrations and remembrances. So we don't want anybody coming to do any kind of Christian, I mean, kind of Christmas or Easter events. Get this one, carrot sticks. Uh, uh, potato skin, sorry about Yeah, I'm a, I'm a vegetable, yeah. it's fine. Okay, close children's play areas and discontinue activities and services for children where physical distancing of at least six feet cannot be maintained. One of the reasons why people want to bring their kids is... There's the the kids get a ministry while as well as being babysat while the parents are in the sanctuary. Oh, sure. How do you do that? I've worked in kids ministry. I worked in rock kids for three years. There's no way that we could have done any kind of ministry and done anything that we did at rock kids with six feet distancing. So basically, you've destroyed all the kids ministries. So what are the parents going to do? They're going to stay at home. Right. That's horrific. Yeah. Uh, Prop up or hold doors open. Uh, Restrict common areas such as break rooms and kitchenettes where people might actually hang out and interact. Reconfigure podiums. Oh, get this one. Um, Discontinue singing. Discontinue group. Yeah. Discontinue group recitation. So, you know, when people are reading scriptures together or when people are actually singing songs, you're not you're not supposed to do that anymore. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You. Um. Uh, no, no more potlucks, no more meals together. Um, of course we've got the obligatory established foot traffic arrows in the, in the ends and the exits, uh, separated reconfigure parking lots. I agree with you. Any church that says, okay, well, we, let's see how we can, you know, implement and, and, and follow the guidelines. If they don't, if they don't know that they don't have to follow these, they're not even going to bother. Right. I got an email from my church today basically saying that at this point, they're, they're, they're not even going to be bothering. This is so onerous. There's just, you're you going to go to Walmart, Andrea. Don't right. worry. You're going to have people, you're going to, and, and when you're at Walmart, you're allowed to speak. And everybody's talking all at once. So every, you go into a restaurant, once you get to your table, you're no longer, I guess, spewing coronavirus, you know, germs that are going to automatically kill somebody on the spot. You're everybody's talking at once, but you're not able to all recite a scripture at the same time in a church. This is insanity. It's absolute insanity. And people need to be aware that you are not legally obligated to follow this. 
I beg of everybody listening to me, including my church, which I'm not going to say the name of it. Protect our religious freedoms. Get there to your church. All of our freedoms need to be need to be protected, and we need to, we're the ones that need to do it by exercising our rights without asking permission. I got a story that I didn't get to you guys tonight, but I'll do it tomorrow night. It has to do with Islamic terror. Thank you, Tater Skins, my guest. We'll see you all tomorrow night.